Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. All right, ladies and gentlemen, fans, friends, welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast. I am Jeff G. McLaughlin with Professionals at Play, and we just wanted to start off really quick and say that uh, if you've been trying to email us through the Apple podcast system, the tech gremlins over there, for some reason, put a space in our email address, and therefore, none of your emails made it to us. So please, at the end of this episode, resubmit your questions to ask us at leadershipbs.co and we will get to them in sequential order as soon as we get them. So thank you very much for that. Today's exciting episode, you guys, we are going to talk about choosing the hard things, choosing your hard. The concept is choosing to do the hard things. And what does that mean for you as a leader? What does choosing your hard mean? If we look at it, there's actually a lot of, uh, there's actually other podcasts about doing hard things. There's there's lots of books about doing them and the result that you get from doing them. So my curious question for you guys as leaders, what are some of those hard things that leaders have to do to be successful? And what is the process? Because let's face it, a lot of people don't want to do the hard and challenging things that are required of leaders. It's a skill set that you can learn, but how does that happen? What do you have to do to be able to accomplish those hard things. And what are those hard things if we can identify them? Obviously, our podcast is about leadership. And I think that many of those things are probably challenging for a lot of people. I guess my question would be, what can we identify one or two things that are really challenging for leaders? And why would people want to do those things? So I'm going to look at, let me see here. I'm going to, I'm going to, Mr. Conroy down here, because yeah. we have a, our fan, fantastic cast of people here. Mr. Jeff Conroy, what are your thoughts on that? My first one would be, I choose open and honest conversations. A lot of times leaders don't want to have the tough conversations. Most leaders want to be people's friends. Most people want people to be, they want to be liked. But when you got to actually have those really hard, honest, evaluative conversations, people don't want to do that. It's hard. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. I choose in my family feud, I don't know where that's going to rank in top 10, but Having the hard conversation, Jeff, that's what I choose, the hard conversation. And and let's look at our board over here. Ding, ding. Oh my goodness, look at that. Having hard conversations is on the board. Thank you. Number Thank one. You. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. There we go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I job. like, I like. Okay. Someone else, what's something else that is really challenging, really hard thing that leaders need to do to be good at to be an effective leader? What else? Mr. Guy, are you looking contemplative? Yes. I just had this conversation yesterday with one of my clients, an issue in the company and it dovetails a little bit what Conroy was saying. An issue, a small issue by his standards has come up in his company and he's had he's had the four or five of his employees bring this particular issue to his attention. And he just doesn't think it's a big deal. To a lot of people, it isn't a big deal, maybe. But it's a growing challenge now in his company 
that he has to address. And like Conroy, it's you have to go have those conversations. I liken it to a landmine that he didn't know this landmine was there. And five or six people in his company have now come and shown him, hey, there's a landmine here. And to follow this analogy, if he doesn't address, it's like stepping on this landmine that he now knows is there. And so he needs to go have the conversations like Conroy was talking about. And to my way of thinking, the overall hard thing that leaders have to do is remove themselves from the front. It's uh, We talk about servant leadership and we talk about the employees going first and all that stuff. That the fact that this leader doesn't think the issue is a big deal is not the most important part of this whole thing. You need to forget about what you think is important and address what the employees think is important. And that keeps you from stepping on that landmine and keeps you from getting blown up and keeps this very small issue from becoming a very big issue. I think that's a really important point that if you don't address the small issues, they become big issues. And if you have employees actually saying, this is an issue, as a leader, you have to listen to that. That's vital, man. That's just yeah. a, that's a, that's, I don't want to say basic one-on-one to listen to your people. But that seems like it's a pretty big deal. Absolutely. They will always awesome. tell you, they will always tell you what you're doing wrong and they'll always tell you what you need. Yeah. You just have to be willing to listen to it. Correct. Listen and hear. I'm Two sorry. What'd things. you say? I don't know. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> it's just the tone of voice. I can't help it. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Dr. Sam Jennings, you have some input on this one? Sure. One of the things I think that is using the hard path is today, Sam. Maybe really comfortable, but future Sam is going to think this sucks and doing the difficult stuff now because in the future, it's going to be beneficial. The thing that pops in my head is a movie with Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson, their high school friends. They haven't seen each other for 20 years. They get back together and Dwayne Johnson's character was the little pudgy kid in high school and now he's the rock. So he's Kevin Hart's character says, how'd you do this? He goes, oh man, it was really easy. I just worked out for six hours a day, every day for 20 years. It was simple. <laughs> it's like you've got that. Long-term look, that long-term goal. Yeah, today is going to suck, but man, this is really going to be beneficial down there. And I think about that in terms of leadership for the conversations you guys were just discussing, as well as strategic planning. If people yep. can say, oh, I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do that. All right, your busy is going to put you in the red because if you can't plan for your future, it's just going to happen to you instead of you directing your path to get there. I like that you said future Sam. Sam today is not going to like it, but future Sam will appreciate it. Yep. Because by doing those hard things, it builds up our tolerance and builds up our ability to withstand whatever it is. The Rock works out six hours a day for 20 right. years and no problem. Look at the results. It's right. easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Simple. It's easy. Not a problem. For those of you that are listening, I'm a huge fan of CrossFit. And last night I got to work out with two world champion CrossFitters. And, oh gosh. and they're both older than me. They're older than me by a little over a decade. But watching them and looking at like, how they moved and the things that they were able to do versus the things that I was able to do simply because they've done them consistently over time. They've put in the hard work yep. and now the result is, oh yeah, you're a world champion. And it's, it was just amazing. It was fantastical to watch. That's a new word. Fantastical. I like fantastic. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so Miss Myra Hall, from your perspective and your journey through leadership and helping out teams, what are some of those things that those are the, those hard things that eventually get easier over time with practice. What, what do you have for that? I'm going to, I'm going to bring this in and say the hardest thing that any leader has to do is make the choice. That is absolutely the hardest thing 
because we try to analyze it. We try to, there's all these models out there on if you're making the right choice or the wrong choice. But when it comes down to it, sometimes we don't want to do it. We know inside that this is the right choice, but it's hard. It's going to, maybe it's going to, we have to fire people that we don't want to. Maybe it, we have to cut our budget. Maybe it's going to be hard to get to the long-term goal. So don't go through the right choice and we go the easy route. It's easy now. I don't have to let go. I don't have to be the bad person. I don't have to let go of this person. I don't have to cut my budgets. But what happens at the end of it? So what starts out easy ends up being hard. And what starts out hard ends up being easy or successful. So I think you can apply this to anything that you guys were saying. Basically, it's like what you started saying in the beginning. Choose your heart. Choose Choose your heart. heart. Because if losing weight is hard, but being not being able to move is hard. Being saving money is hard, but being bankrupt is even harder. You could apply this over and over. And we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. You can sleep in the morning over and over. Because that feels good, but you're, you've chosen your heart. Your heart is getting your work done during the day, getting the motivation because you slept in and didn't follow your morning routine and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So that's, I think there's just more to this than single an application of what's hard in leadership. It's all hard. Mm-hmm. It's all hard. It depends on what choice. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose your heart. Does that make sense? What's the saying? Your culture is what you accept. The organizational culture is what you tolerate. Yeah. So you you, choose your heart. If you want a good organizational culture, but you're not willing to choose to have hard conversations and say, wait a minute, that's a behavior that doesn't fit for our culture. Correct. You're going to default to a bad culture. Correct. It's just the simplicity of the situation. You choose your heart. You either do the work up front, just like what you were talking about, those guys, that's inspiring. They chose to, do the hard work up front. So now they have the reward of amazing bodies in their 50s and 60s. Yeah. Something we all like to have. Thanks, but, thank, yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Myra. I did um, a push-up this morning and a sit-up. I got an ab. Singular ab. But they have chosen that. Every time you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Every single time. So when you choose your heart, you're choosing what you're going to say yes to. And you're choosing what you're going to say no to. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because, and this could be possibly another episode, is there a generational effect? Does age have anything to do with the ability to choose those challenging things? And I ask yes. this question because I have young children who seem rather averse to doing hard things <laughs> that not are not always comfortable in terms of this is physically challenging. This is, it's easy if I just get on my phone and do those things. I don't know. Is that even an appropriate question? Is it age related? Well, my my yeah. only reaction would be they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. You know. When you're younger, you haven't had to do many hard things yet. Now, I'm not talking down. I'm not, I'm just stating my opinion. Facts, um, yeah. But at 59, I've been through some shit. And so I have no problem expressing my opinion and I'm choosing my heart more often because as a young person, you think you're Teflon, you can do it all, but you're finding out that if I would have chosen my heart, I wouldn't have to put up with this garbage. In my opinion. Exactly. And it all boils down to 
to suffering the consequences of your actions. Correct. And that's why it's so important to be there for them, but not take away the consequences. They still, yes. have to be, they still need the lesson. Yeah. And as that's what parents do. And honestly, that's how we help our people that we're leading is to give them the right to fail. Yes. The right to fail. Because if you do it for them, and I just had a long conversation with one of my clients over this, quit jumping in and doing it for them because that tells them that they're not good enough. In the back of their mind, it says, I can't do this. When you jump in and do it for them, I don't care if you're irritated or you're trying to help, you are sending the message. You're just not, I just don't think you're good enough to do this. And it's a, Which is a, that's a powerful message. I was just going to say, it's a powerful negative message. Even though you're trying to do what's right by helping another person, you're not allowing them to actually build the skill, the resilience, the strength that's needed to do the job. You're caught yeah. on them. Yeah. Oh, so some of this, and I agree with everything we're talking about here. To, to me, my approach is everything is hard. And so it, no matter what I choose, it's going to be hard. And so that makes me think, okay, what other metric then can I use to choose the things I'm supposed to do? Cause I, I don't, you don't want to run around. Have you ever, have you ever met anybody that, that does things the hard way every time choosing things based on their level mm-hmm. of culty post to choosing the things that are the right things to do? Yeah, Because the right things to do sometimes aren't going to be harder than some of the other things, but they're still the right things to do. But that's where great sayings, work smarter, not harder, came from. And they were made, those comments were made by old guys. Yeah. Because they <laughs> well, learned all the cheats and the hack codes. Yeah, exactly. I would, like, but, why, yeah, why the hell would I do that again? They're experienced guys. And back to my metaphor about the landmines, after you step on a couple of landmines, you start to figure out, yeah. you know, the... The signs and symptoms along the way of things that are going to blow you up if you don't deal with them. Uh, and certainly being blown up is a hard thing to do, just like d- dealing with figuring out what you need to do to keep from stepping on the landmine. So right. the work harder, smarter thing, well, that's a saying that doesn't help me at all. I'm going to, th- once we've decided or volunteered or became a leader, the stuff we do is going to be hard. You have to accept that and then f- figure out or find out and we do it. By listening to podcasts, we do it by by creating relationships with each other, just like the five of us are doing and the people that are listening to our podcast to find out different per- perspectives and different experiences by by tenured people, Conrad, not old people, tenured people, experienced people. <laughs> Seasoned. Seasons. There you go. I like that even better. And we learn from that, right? Instead of just being out there gung-ho on our own, and then uh, everything's going to be hard because you're by yourself. Which That's I, true. I'd like to inter- interject a public service announcement here. This is what coaches are excellent for, is to help you work through those choices. Because they're not always obvious when you're, like Sam always says, you can't see the label from the inside the box. And get with somebody that is not related, not in your company or not over you to help you make those, see it clearly so that you can choose and literally choose your heart instead of being forced into a heart because you didn't make the right decision. Oh, yeah, that's good, Myra. Yeah. Perfect. hundred yeah, percent agree. Yeah. So you're basically yeah. telling me there's those two ways to learn how to be more resilient in those leadership situations. One is the school of hard knocks. And right. two is the smarter path is get someone to help you to see those landmines before you step on them. Yeah. 
And both paths are going to be hard. And right. both paths and, and are hard because they require I, different sacrifices, right? I like the school of hard not. I went on to get my master's in mistakes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Myra. Right. <laughs> not yet. Yes. I'm not going yes. there. <laughs> I don't want that PhD. That's not the, I that's not that that one. It's a little more painful than I was willing to go to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Awesome. Jeff, you'd ask about the generations and I'm going to take liberties with the interpretation. I'm going to say, I'm not sure it's generational. How many times have we spoken when we are planning meetings and so forth and just shooting a breeze about none of us would want to grow up now in the oh. circumstances oh. that young people are in? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. This is hard. It's a bunch of crap. There's yeah. too much stuff going on. Yep. So when young folks say, I don't want to drive, like both my kids were very hesitant to get behind the wheel. And for me, I was chomping the bit. I was in driver's at a 14 years old, ready to rock and roll. So I didn't understand. Well, yeah, you learn how to drive and you go. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. There's all these rules and there's other people. You can make a mistake if I hurt somebody. Like, yeah, that's all true. But I, I did it. It was easy for me. Different context, different situation, different circumstances that got me to um level of consideration. So when we talk about leaderships making hard choices. It's contextual and it is subjective. Some folks may see one thing as very hard and other folks may see it as super easy. And the problem people have is how do they rise to the occasion of the moment objectively? You have to get to an outcome. How are you going to get there? And that's the path you have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good. And because it is subjective, because the what's one hard to somebody might be easy for someone else, is that we have to meet them where they are at. As and I know that we do this as coaches, and that we take a client and say, Where are you at? Where do you want to be? And then how do we help you to get to where you want to be through these Small steps. It's not going to be a quantum leap. You can't just go right. into a coaching situation and be like, Hey, in, in six weeks, you're going to be the CEO of, it, of a Fortune 500 company. I know it because I'm that good. It doesn't quite work that way. Right. There's a small learning curve and, right. and it can be a painful process because we have to be self aware. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that for a lot of leaders is a really challenging thing. We want to be seen as you know, we're perfect. We're tough. We're there. We make the right choices all the time. But we're also human. And it's one of those sure. challenging things. I did find a really cool quote and I forgot to write down who the quote was from. I think it was just actually an article, but it said by doing the, by doing the hard things, they begin to feel easier, not because they actually are easier, but because by doing them, we become more adept at conquering them. Choosing to do what is difficult makes us stronger to face difficult things, which is pretty much true. Yeah. It's all the things that we already said. So. Ladies and gentlemen, do the hard things. Choose your heart. Choose what is going to be the thing that you think is going to be the hardest thing for you. Because if you start to work on it now, it becomes easier. You become more resilient to uh, facing that adversity. You become stronger yourself. And in doing so, you're actually going to probably help a lot of your teammates and the people that you work with. It's choosing your heart. You can do it now. You can do it later. Choice is up to you. So... With that being said, if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us either in the show notes or at ask us at leadershipbs.co. And don't forget to go to whatever platform you're on and hit that five-star like button and give us a review because that really would help us out in getting greater reach for every for all those other leaders out there that need this information. So from all of us here at the No More Leadership BS podcast, thank you so very much. Have an awesome day and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 B